Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Paul and Silas had prayed at midnight, sang praises unto God. Prayed unto God, sang praises unto God. Amen. And the Lord said to me, You've substituted brass for gold. In the Old Testament, there in the temple, if you read, they did that. Because somebody had stolen all the gold vessels out, so they made brass. You've substituted, substituted brass for gold. Jesus went on to say me, to me a little later, he said, tell my people to quit clapping and go to praising, and then they'll move on to a greater glory. I don't know about you, but I want to move on. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Just because he prophesied it, it don't work. You've got to believe it. Believe in the Lord your God, so ye shall be established. Amen. Believe his prophets, so ye shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people... He appointed singers unto the Lord and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That's what they said. That's what they sang. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now look at that 22nd verse. Do you wear your shout and clothes this morning? Look at, that look at that 22nd verse. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against them, and they were smitten. Glory to God. When they began to sing and to praise, there's another illustration of that over in the New Testament in Acts 16 chapter and 25th verse. Paul and Silas had been taken into question. They had been whipped. Their backs are bleeding. They've been thrust into the innermost prison. Their feet are in stocks. They're in the most uncomfortable position, an immobile position. But at midnight, at midnight, Praise God at midnight. Now, I believe it was actually the midnight hour, you know. But on the other hand, I believe that's symbolic. That midnight hour in your life is that greatest test, that darkest trial, that greatest trial, that darkest hour, that place where it looks like there's no way out, that looks like it's done. It, that's it. It's over. No, at midnight. Thank God the Bible tells you what to do at midnight. Well, whether you do it or not, it's up to you. At midnight, what did they do? Prayed? Thank God for prayer. It has its place. But that's only the beginning. They prayed and sang praises. Notice that Judah and Jehoshaphat, Jerusalem, had already prayed. Now they're singing praises. Notice that the answer came and the victory came while they were singing praises. Hallelujah. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy. 
And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Now, we're short on praising God. We should praise Him more. Actually, what we've done, I remember 1987, just before camp meeting, I was praying, looking to God for just which direction He wanted us to go in speaking. And I was awakened on, we say Wednesday night, it's actually Thursday morning because it past midnight, about 3.30. And I lay there in bed and began to pray in other tongues. And... Uh, then, among other things, well, well, till about 5.45 in the morning, about two hours, I guess, and 15 minutes or two hours and something altogether. And right on the end of, uh, of, of this praying and, and interpreting a good bit of it, in fact, the book Plans, Purpose, and Pursuit came out of that. That whole thing, really, I spoke that by tongues and then interpretation. What the book is, the interpretation of what I prayed. And right on the end of it, I had a vision. And I saw us down at the convention center. And we, just like other folks, bless their darling hearts, just follow, you know, what other folks are doing, whether it's scriptural or whether it's not, whether the Lord leads us that way. And we'd taken up the habits, you know, just to clapping about everything. And the Lord and I stood about where the roof of that building was, and he turned, and we were, oh, you know, thousands of people were clapping. He turned to me and said, clapping is neither praise nor worship. Well, that sort of, you know, astounded me at the moment, you know. We, we, we thought we were praising God, but there's nothing in the Bible that said you're praising God. Notice they began to sing praises, not clap praises. Paul and Silas had prayed at midnight, sang praises unto God. Prayed unto God, sang praises unto God. Amen. And the Lord said to me, you've substituted brass for gold. In the Old Testament there in the temple, if you read, they did that. Because somebody had stolen all the gold vessels out, so they made brass. You've substituted, substituted brass for gold. Jesus went on to say me, to me a little later, he said, tell my people to quit clapping and go to praising and then they'll move on to a greater glory. I don't know about you, but I want to move on. Hallelujah. Now there's a time to clap. Don't misunderstand me. But, uh, but too many times folks have substituted clapping for praise. I mean, somebody gives a prophecy. Sometime right in the middle of the prophecy, everybody starts clapping. Have you ever seen that happen? You miss half of what was said. You know, if the Holy Ghost is speaking, you ought to be quiet and listen. That's what we did years ago in Pentecostal movement, friends. If God spoke, if there were messages in tongues and interpretation, everybody got quiet. We listened to what he had to say. We had a reverence then that we don't have now. And if we're going to move on with God, we're going to have to get back to that place. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Now, I want you to notice here, back again to this 20th chapter. Amen. That the Word of God tells us that God set ambushments against the enemy and they killed one another off, you know. And when... Uh, Israel went, or Judah here, actually, 
they found all of these folks, you know, dead. And they came, the 25th verse says, to take away the spoil of them. And they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. I mean, they got so much they couldn't take it all home with them. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Amen. You come God's way, you won't be able to take it all home with you. You'll have to come back and get some more tomorrow or the next day. Hallelujah, you just can't carry it. I'll tell you, I've had the blessings of God upon me, so I said, Lord, I can't stand it anymore. Just turn it off. <laughs> One fellow testified and said, I'm under the spout where the glory comes out. Well, that's a good place to be, isn't it? Now, the thought I wanted you to get was that it was Judah, the tribe of praise that led the great battles. Here was a great battle of the Lord and won the greatest victories. It's the same thing's true now. Same thing's true today. The spirit of praise should dominate our lives. And the spirit of praise should dominate our services. Hallelujah. And by so doing, we'll hasten his coming. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. I'm well satisfied if most people would quit praying, go to praising God, it wouldn't be long they'd see the answer. And at midnight they prayed and Acts 16, 25, Paul and Silas, at midnight they prayed and, notice here, Judah, Jehoshaphat, Jerusalem, prayed and, and when they began to sing and to praise, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the enemy. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Now, you know, it's not an easy thing to do in the midst of trouble. But now, Paul and Silas' backs are bleeding. They've been whipped. Now, how do you know? Bible said so. And after, you remember, the jailer was saved, the Bible said he washed their backs. Their backs are bleeding. I mean, they're in pain. It's hard to pray, much less sing praises to God when you're hurting. Their feet are in stocks. That means they're immobile, they can't walk around. They're in the innermost prison, that is, they're in the security. I mean, that's the innermost security. I mean, there's no way out. There's no way out.
You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you'd like to find more life-changing resources, then visit rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, Lynette's Bargain Bag. The special bag has four audio CDs from Winter Bible Seminar 2015 and a DVD from Kenneth E. Hagan, which has never before been released, entitled Bring Back the King. Also in this bag is a CD from Ken Hagen entitled Gathering the Harvest, Lynette Hagen's message on changing the condition of the church, Craig Hagen's message entitled Stay with the Branch, and the last CD in this bag is from Denise Burns, Ken and Lynette's daughter, Navigating the Seasons of Life. These four CDs and a DVD normally have a retail value of $36.95, but we're offering this special bargain bag for only $19.95. That's over a $16 savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. On April 19th through the yes. 22nd, we, we're going to be in Idaho. That's right. In fact... I have in Meridian, Idaho. I haven't preached in Idaho since, man. Oh, I think it was the '80s. Yeah, it was the yeah. '80s. It yes. was the '80s. We 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 were there, and I haven't been back. We're coming there to Life Church in Meridian, Idaho. Pastors Mark and Amy Moore. Yeah. And so, hey, come on out and be with us. It's going to be a great time. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.